Montana. And I'm Samantha. And you're listening to Reaper Tales. <laughs> what? What was that? <laughs> when, uh, for some reason, I had an ADD moment where I was like, oh crap, what drink pairing are we doing? <laughs> right when I was supposed to say something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, glitch in your mind. Uh, glitch in the matrix, maybe. Yeah. Well, um, with that nice introduction, before we get started, don't forget 100th episode is coming up. Be sure to send us your questions for a Q&A, a bonus Q&A uh, episode we're going to release for our 100th episode. That's not going to be the 100th episode. It's just going to be a bonus for that week. Email us your questions at ReaperGals at ReaperTales. We'll add them to the spreadsheet and we'll answer them in an episode as long as they are appropriate. Otherwise, if you don't want to email or you don't have an email for some reason, you can send them to us at via the social and Instagram. Yeah, the the socials at Reaper Tales Podcast, and Samantha will grab those. So yeah, today I'm I'm going to tell you about my favorite topic. Uh, Comes as no surprise to anybody (laughs) that we're back on pirates today. This one's a little bit different, though. We're going to be talking about a legendary ghost ship, the most famous legend among pirates or the sea world. It's actually not just pirates that talk about this and has nothing to do with pirates. In fact, it's the Flying Dutchman. But before we get started, Samantha, what are we drinking? We are drinking the special elixir that makes everybody feel better when they're feeling sick because <laughs> it feels very timely. And that is going to be a hot toddy. Yeah. There are a lot of different versions. So uh, in our version, we make tea um, rather than just like hot water, but hot we water. do tea with honey. You can do whiskey. You can really do your liquor of choice. Most most of the time it's whiskey. I think we did vodka a couple times because um, that's all we had. But um, And, yeah, that's pretty much lemon it. Juice. Honey is necessary. Lemon juice. Lemon juice and honey are both actually pretty good for you when you're sick. So you just kind of mix and match. I, I, I couldn't tell you the measurements because we just pour it all in, mix it together, and you're done. Yeah, pretty um, much. Um, so it's, it's I delicious. Did bourbon. Yeah. And I do, uh, there's this honey vanilla chamomile tea. Uh, it's my favorite tea. It was very good when you made yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I left a box at your house. And my favorite bourbon is Angel's Envy. So that's what, that's what I use. Tons of honey, a good amount of lemon juice. And uh, it's, it's sitting on my, uh, cup warmer so it doesn't go cold while I'm talking about my favorite topic. All so right. Are we, are we ready? I think, are you ready? I, I think so. As ready as I'll ever do you, be. Do you know anything about the Flying Dutchman outside of like, you know, SpongeBob and Pirates of the Caribbean? No. Absolutely nothing. What, what's your favorite like fictional reiteration of the Flying Dutchman? I'm going to assume it's going to be Pirates of the Caribbean. That's actually the only one I know. I never watched SpongeBob if it has anything to do with that. So um, that's actually the only one I know of. I mean, hands down, I would say it's going to 
it would be SpongeBob for me, but <laughs> that's not surprising either. <laughs> one piece actually has the Flying Dutchman in it. Okay. I haven't made it to that part yet, so it's probably going to change to that depiction if I had to take a guess. I do remember the Pirates of the Caribbean one, even though I haven't seen the full movie of that. It's just like, it was like the Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. I never sat down yeah, and watched the watched whole thing. Bits and pieces bits and pieces because you were probably doing something at the same time, so you weren't actually paying attention to it. Hey, it's what I'm good at. Multitasking. Actually, actually no, because if you didn't actually watch it. But I do it. <laughs> You only remember bits and pieces. You weren't really multitasking. So look, I have like two pages full of resource links. Uh, I'm not going to tell you where they're all from. You can go to the show notes and look at them. There's a lot of in interesting stuff in there. So yeah, let's just let's just jump right into it. It no, it's not actually Captain by by Davy Jones. No, it's not. And in fact, there there Lame. is some controversy as to who actually captained the Flying Dutchman. And then there's also some people say that the ship is called the Flying Dutchman, but then in other stories, it says that the captain of the ship was actually the Flying Dutchman. But we'll we'll get to it. The tell originated back in the 1600s so obviously okay. it's gonna have like different a few times yeah so I'm, I'm sure we're all familiar with the tale of the flying dutchman but if you live under a rock i'll kick us off with a short summary before we get into the different legends and lores and history of the ghostly vessel the flying dutchman is allegedly a ghost ship that is never able to make port in some stories, it says it can only make port once every seven years, but pretty much never makes port. If another ship sees the Flying Dutchman on their journeys, it is said to be a bad omen. Most of that much the Pirates of the Caribbean got, right? Yeah, they didn't get anything else right, though. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm just gonna... It wasn't, it wasn't like a man with a squid beard. Was that what it was? he had like a tentacle beard? Well, that was that was Davy Jones, yeah. But I meant yeah. like the ship itself. So far, the myths about the ship were were yeah. followed along with that. Yeah, they got that right. Kudos. I mean, it's based off of a ride, basically. So I'm not expecting a lot of accuracies with history. <laughs> no, no. And we've already established that you've covered like two other pirates that Jack Sparrow was kind of based loosely off of. So. He was definitely based off of Jack uh, Rackham. Cal Calico. Calico Jack. Yeah. And, and again, if anybody's listening to this and you like pirates, go and watch Black Sails. That that show is like, it's got Calico Jack in it. It's got uh, Edward Teach, Blackbeard. It's got all of those, you know, historically famous pirates in it. It's such a good show. Also, there's a lot of nudity and sex stuff in it. So if you're into that, kudos go watch so anyways the flying dutchman is by far one of the most well-known sea legends around that's why it comes as no surprise that it has shown up in all types of media over the years the amount of like old ass poems and literature that i read about this was just mind-numbing i'm not i'm not big like a big poem person to begin with but I want to know whoever told people back in the 18th century that that was actually the way to write because none of it makes sense. 
You mean in poetry? Yeah. None <laughs> of it makes sense. I mean, and I'm probably just going to piss every literature buff off out there, but I'm going to go ahead and like double down and letting you know that Shakespeare sucked and I fell asleep every time I read anything from that doofus. I mean, the Odyssey was fine, but still, what the fuck? <laughs> Midsummer Night's Dream's pretty good. Eh. So back to the Flying Dutchman. Where did this whole story start? Well, it started with a ship and a captain who took risks he shouldn't have. The name of the ship and captain are sometimes disputed, so I'll start with the lesser-known story of its origin. In the first origin, Captain Bernard Folk, or Falkenberg, uh, it, it, it's disputed which one it is. I mostly saw, saw Falk. This captain sailed for the Dutch East India Company. He was able to sail from Amsterdam to Indonesia in just three months, which led many sailors to speculate that he had traded his soul for amazing speed during a game of dice with the devil. Obviously, that's the only way that you could do that. Obviously. But it was, this actually is true, like, he that the did captain, play dice with the devil? I hope so. But <laughs> it's true that he was able to do that trip way quicker than anybody else. And it was just really surprising to people. And, you know, people come up with legends about anybody that's doing better than them. You know that one person in the office who's always a suck-up and it, it just does a better job than everybody else and you just fucking hate them? They played dice with the devil. They traded their soul. Makes sense. Be that way. Just, that's how, that's how all of this happens. So, this legend served as inspiration for the poem by Samuel Taylor Coleridge. It is called Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner in 1798. Did I read this poem? Yes, I, uh, I did. Did it did make sense? Did you understand it? No. <laughs> no. No, I did not. I put a link in the show notes to the poem along with a link to the Wikipedia explanation of it. Still not sure how this ended up being the Flying Dutchman, but here we are talking about it. So a summary of the story from this poem is that an old gray bearded mariner shows up at a wedding and starts telling guests of his adventures at sea. The adventures, the adventure goes that his ship is swept up in a storm and driven south into, Ant into the Antarctic waters of all places and gets stuck in the ice. An albatross, this is a giant bird, had to look that one up shows up and leads them out of the ice. The rest is basically the sailor being mad at the mariner, but like the rest of the crew are mad at the mariner because for some reason this mariner decides to shoot the albatross after it helped them. The crew, they go back and forth, like they're mad at him and then they're not mad at him. They believe what he did was right and then they're mad at him and then they're not mad at him. And at one point when they're mad at him, they make him wear this giant bird around his neck. This dead bird like around his neck. Makes no sense to me. That's stupid. Why did he feel the need to shoot the bird in the first place? I don't really understand that part. For some reason, he he didn't like like sea creatures and stuff like that. And the albatross is actually like a sea bird. You can look it up. It's mostly like a seabird. It's it's like a 
what are those things from Finding Nemo that say mine, mine, mine all the time? Seagulls. They're not not seagulls. They're a different type of bird. They those may be albatross. No, they're seagulls. They say mine, mine. That says they're seagulls. Okay, well then it's kind of like a seagull. Whatever. Point being, this man had to wear this thing around his neck. He Thank you, Kelsey, that the- for backing me up and making because she's trying to make me sound like I'm an idiot. And I don't know what I'm talking about. Whatever. <laughs> He, we already know she's he, bad at analogies now. She can't do comparisons. That's true. Oh, that's true. These are my <laughs> qualifications. They're not good. So it, he believed that the albatross was to blame for them being swept up into the Antarctic, even though the bird helped them get Dude, out of that situation. this guy just showed up and helped you, and then you turned around and killed him. Yeah, you're right. You are the asshole in this situation. I hate to break it to you. You are. So during one of the times that the sailors actually supported his decision for killing this bird, it upset the spirits and the spirits ended up like pushing the ship towards the equator where it got stuck because there was no wind. So they were just like, they couldn't go anywhere. They were stuck in the middle of the ocean (laughs) near the equator. And lo and behold, like most things, what you would expect to happen in that situation, a ghost ship showed up. And on board this ghost ship was Death, who is depicted as a skeleton, and the, quote, nightmare life and death, who is apparently a very pale woman. I just assumed it was you, Samantha. That's fair. (laughs) You'll see. (laughs) Life and death. They're on this ghost ship, and they decide to play dice for the souls of the crew. And nice. as you do. I mean, that's the only you know, way to settle this dispute. Yeah. And death ends up winning the lives of the crew. But our girl, life and death, a.k.a. Pale Lady Samantha, wins the life of the Mariner. She thinks this is a better prize, you know, because. He's an the, idiot. Her name. I don't know. Death obviously brings death, but life and death means that you're going to live wanting to die for the rest of your life. That That's the whole like premise of what they are. And she ends up making this mariner stay on board his ship for seven days as his crew steadily dies in front of him. And he has to live with their ghost slash corpses on board for seven days. He lives on and is eventually rescued, but lives with the horror for the rest of his life, and he is doomed to walk the earth, continuing to tell his story over and over again. Apparently, at a wedding, sounds like a cool dude to bring to parties. So, <laughs> sounds like a dude that's lived entirely too long, and all he's got are his stories. I, yeah, I guess I don't know. I, again, I don't really understand. I mean, I guess the whole like dice thing, and uh, they found a ghost, like maybe that's the flying Dutch. I don't know. They point to this poem saying that this is a depiction of the Flying Dutchman. I don't know. Some say that Captain Folk and our next origin captain are one and the same, but I don't know. It was the 16 or 1700s, depending on who you believe. The second origin is the more accepted version of what occurred to the Flying Dutchman. It's believed the Flying Dutchman was captained by uh, Hendrik van der Decken. 
in 1641. He sailed the Dutch East India Company fleet. Uh, again, Dutch East India Company coming in. Hot. The ships were known to carry exotic silks, spices, and colors back to the Netherlands from the East Indies. During the vo- voyage to port, it was a smooth sailing. Hee <laughs> I can't believe I put that in my notes. You can't believe you put that in your notes? I can totally believe. I know. I have a better one coming up, too. Oh, I'm sure. I, I just, I can't wait. I'm on the edge of my seat. I literally pulled up, like, sailing terms to just, like, stick you know in how here. I know when you made a pun? Because you say it, and then you're like, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing makes a joke funnier than waiting for somebody to laugh. <laughs> it, But it was on his return that things weren't luffing. For those not in the know on what that means, it means, quote, when a sail is flapping or fluttering caused by wind coming from the wrong angle. <laughs> fluffing. Get it? Hey. You know, you were wrong. The only thing that makes it better is when you have to explain your pun. That is, that's what makes it better. <laughs> I agree. I do agree. Anyway. I will say that in some accounts of this full journey, they do say it wasn't the smoothest on the way there, and they actually had to wait for repairs to be made in the Far East Indies before they could head on. The reason this distinction comes up in some of the actual accounts, I believe, my speculation on it is because a lot of people say Captain Vanderdecken was in a hurry on his return voyage, and that's why he does what he does. So what does he do? As the Flying Dutchman rounded Cape of Good Hope in South Africa, a gale is said to have sprung up, threatening to capsize the ship and drown all aboard. The crew urged Captain Van Vanderdecken, have a normal name, <laughs> to turn around, but he refused. Some accounts for say... For goodness sakes, he, why couldn't you have had a name easier for Montana to pronounce? Right. <laughs> there is going to be a 33-year-old woman in 400 years who is going to talk about you on a podcast. God, how inconsiderate. So the crew's trying to get Vanderdecken to, like, turn around, but he refuses. Some accounts say he was mad or insane. Those are not my words. Others say he was drunk. But in any case, he told them to continue through the gale. I think he just wanted to get home like me anytime I leave my house for more than five minutes. So I feel you. Fair. It is said that as the ship is just being pummeled by waves and rain, this dude lights his pipe and challenges the wrath of God Almighty by swearing a blasphemous oath. <laughs> what balls? <laughs> it's just like, there. it's like a hurricane around this dude. And he's just like... <clears throat> Fuck you, God. (laughs) (laughs) Pushed to their limit. (laughs) Pushed to their limit, the crew mutinied. Without hesitation, Captain Vander Decken killed the rebel leader and threw his body into the turning seas. The moment the rebel's body hit the water, the vessel spoke to the captain. Quote, asking him if he did not mean to go into the bay that night. Vanderdecken replied, quote, Maybe I be eternally damned if I do, 
though I should beat about here till the day of judgment, unquote. I don't know what any of that. Can you guys write normal? Like (laughs) talk normal. People don't talk like this. Why did you write like this? Anymore. This is years ago. (laughs) Might have had something to do with it. Well, you know what? Speak better. That's all I'm going to. If I could go back in time, that is, I would become a pirate just so that I could go up to these like privateers and be like, speak normal. I'm stealing your shit. Bye. (laughs) At that, the voice spoke again, saying, quote, as a result of your actions, you are condemned to sail the oceans for eternity with a ghostly crew of dead men bringing death to all who sight your spectral ship and to never make port or know a moment's peace. Furthermore, gall shall be your drink and red hot iron your meat, unquote. At this, Captain Vanderdecken did not quiver for an instant. Instead, he merely cried out, amen to that. (laughs) My boy, come on. (sighs) I don't. It's just like, uh, that's the best you got? Yeah, bet. Try harder. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. And if the crew was mad at him before. What a riot. He'd be fun at parties. Just a note that these quotes are from an opera I'll talk about in a little bit. There are several different accounts of what happened to this crew and the captain. In early accounts, it says an angel appeared and challenged the blasphemy Captain Vanderdeck and uttered and refu- and he refused to like take it back. <laughs> no takes these back seats. I believe that. Other versions of the story sit between the years 1680 and 1729. No angel appeared in these versions. Instead, the devil himself tricked the captain into sailing the ocean for eternity. However, Satan did give the captain a clause for him to break the curse. If he could find a woman and get her to fall in love with him while she remained faithful, he could free himself and the crew. Therefore, he was allowed to go on land and search for the answer every seven years. This was the first, um, uh, what is it, Princess and the Frog or whatever? Was it Swan? There, what was that Swan one? Didn't she have to fall in love to not become a swan? I don't know Disney movies. Listen. You just mentioned like the only two I haven't ever seen. But I will say that's also pretty close to the way that the Pirates of the Caribbean did, except for person that he fell in love with that's why he turned into davy jones do you mean ariel from the little mermaid no there's she... one that is a swan i don't know that one i don't know what she's wait did about ariel there. have to make uh eric fall is his name eric did i remember his name oh, you remember like his name me? um did that's did ariel have to make him fall in love? she doesn't know but she actually does know Ariel had to make Eric fall in love with her without a voice because the sea witch took it. And then she could have human legs forever. Oh, there is something called the Swan Princess, but that was in 2020. I doubt that was the one you're thinking of. No, no, no. I saw it when I was a kid. Mm. I don't remember. It was some some chick who turned into a swan. If you know what it is, write us in. It's going to bother me. Whatever. Anyways, I mentioned an opera earlier which I'm including in this information because I actually enjoyed this opera. 
I've put a link in the show notes if you want to read the full opera, but I'll give you a summary of it. The opera is called Der Fliegende Hollander, which translates from German to English to The Flying Dutchman. Oh, okay. It was written by Richard Wagner in the mid 17th century. Pretty much, we have the legend that that the Dutchman, which in the story is the ship slash captain. There's no distinction. Like, they're both called the Dutchman. Is cursed to only make landfall every seven years. The only way he can break this curse is by finding his one true love. Oh, be cute. A Norwegian captain, Daland, encounters the Dutchman on a voyage and tells the Dutchman of his daughter, Sinta. The Dutchman believes Sinta might be his one true love, so he offers Dalin his entire fortune for an introduction. Dalin agrees, and the two ships sail towards Dalin's home. Sinta does currently have a suitor named Eric. Hey, whoa, wait a minute. Hang on a second. Do we think it's the same Eric? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that went a direction I didn't see coming. <laughs> It doesn't matter because Cinta has loved the legend of the Flying Dutchman her entire life and believes she could save him. This actually leaves Eric jealous of a legend in and of itself. But whatever. Eric's going to end up with a mermaid that can't speak and may or may not end up with a tail. We'll never know. When Cinta and the Dutchman meet, they profess their undying love for each other and agree to marry. Later, Eric goes to Cinta and attempts to win her back with no luck. But the Dutchman overhears and thinking, he only hears a portion of it. And he thinks he was wrong about like Cinta being his one true love. And he attempts to leave port without Cinta. But Cinta isn't having it. Uh, she tries to board the ship while others restrain her. As the ship leaves, Cinta escapes her captors and climbs to the top of the bluff. She declares she'll be faithful to the Dutchman until her death and proves it by leaping into the sea. The curse is broken and the ship crumbles and sinks into the water. Cinta's sacrifice brought peace to the Flying Dutchman and his crew. And it's said that they live together in the afterlife forever, blah, 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 blah. Like I said, meet cute. That's how I met my husband. Aw. Oh, yeah. I threw myself into the sea. It didn't work, though. I did have, Megan did throw herself on a car of a guy that I really liked at a bar once. Because he was leaving and I didn't get his number. So she ran out to the parking lot and she threw herself on the hood of his car. He did not give me his number after that. Not surprisingly. I'm not. But she did get a um, lacrosse coach's number that night. They dated for a while. He had a really obese cat and she had to wipe its butt. Um, That relationship didn't last long i hope she doesn't mind me talking about that how did we cut get all here of that. <laughs> don't cut any of that actually leave it in <laughs> kelsey was about to write that down and then she was like okay oh sorry i know we had a long road to get to this point and this is what most of you listening actually wanted to hear about and that's the sightings of the flying dutchman this is so annoying, but most articles I read and books I turned up on the subject say there were so many sightings of the Flying Dutchman, just tons of sightings of the Flying Dutchman, but there are only like four or five I could find written about over like the four centuries or whatever. 
that this happened, but whatever, you know. That sounds like every ghost story I try to cover for this podcast. Like, I go to actually look for the accounts, and I'll find 20. Yeah. But, like, 15, 16 of them are the same. Yeah. So, we'll start off by giving one of the most interesting accounts of the Flying Dutchman sighting. It was... This actually came from Prince George, the future King George V, on July 11th, 1881. Here's the direct quote of the account from the Prince's Journal. Quote, July 11th at 4 a.m., the Flying Dutchman crossed our bows, a strange red light as of a phantom ship all aglow, in the midst of which light the mass spars and sails of a brig 200 yards distant just just right normal stood out in strong relief as she came up on the port bow where also the officer of the watch from the bridge clearly saw her as did the quarterdeck midshipman who was sent forward at once to the forecastle but on arriving there was no vestige nor any sign, whatever, whatever, of any material ship was to be seen either near or right away to the horizon. The night being clear and the sea calm, 13 persons altogether saw her. At 10.45 a.m., the ordinary seamen who had this morning reported the Flying Dutchman fell from the forward topmast, cross trees onto the top gallant forecastle and was smashed to atoms, unquote. So the first the first crewman who saw the flying saw the flying Dutchman ended up dying within hours of seeing it, which okay. The quote came from the prince's log, but they aren't sure which prince since Prince Albert Victor of Wales was also aboard. That was George's brother. So it could have been either one. I'm just will I'm just betting they were both drunk, honestly. So, not to besmirch the name of King George V or anything. I don't really know anything about him. Well, not if my I had history. to guess, he probably killed some people just because of stuff they said. So, because that happened a lot back then. Oh, probably. There were a bunch of, like, King Georges, right? I mean, he was the fifth. Yeah, George and Henry, I think. Maybe James. Never trusted George or Henry. We'll add him to the list. That's fair. Move over, what was it, Randy? There's another one. I don't know. I'm just making enemies all over the place. You're welcome. In another incident, a British ship almost collided with the Flying Dutchman's ghost ship on a stormy night in 1835, but once it came close, the ghost ship had disappeared. Nobody died in this account. In 1939 and 1941, crowds of people at Glencairn Beach's South Africa saw the Flying Dutchman under full sail on the collision course on a collision course with land. According to a contemporary newspaper report from the 1939 incident, the ship sailed on with, quote, uncanny volition, heading towards the shores of Strandfontein. I don't know. Bystanders had a long, unobstructed view of the vessel before it disappeared in the blink of an eye. The last reported sighting was actually during World War II of the Flying Dutchman. And uh, you'll never guess who actually reported this. Take, take a guess. 
really, I guess. It was a Nazi submarine. Oh, yikes. Are they coming for him? I wish. There is some scientific explanations of what these sightings might actually be. Many scientists and others have offered plausible explanations for the mystery of the Flying Dutchman. They prefer the natural phenomena produced by nature, such as refraction of light through fog and on water, as well as variance in atmospheric conditions, a.k.a. they believe the Flying Dutchman is a mirage. Or a weather balloon. (laughs) Yeah, and their whole, like, their whole like scientific you know explanation for for this their like evidence that this is probably what it is i read through this whole thing of what when mirages came about and how they started like scientifically proving them it was right around world war ii or right after and so they're saying that they haven't had sightings of the flying dutchman since because they have technology to prove that it's not the flying dutchman but i just gotta say the flying dutchman probably just found his one true love there you go. That could have been it. That's my belief. You know, weigh in on what you think. There are, however, other stories of the Flying Dutchman out there that I came across when I was researching. But uh, they're they're not like the ghost ship. There was a plane crash on November 10th, 1942. The plane was nicknamed the Flying Dutchman. I'm not going to go into details because I might cover it on a later episode. Also, plane crashes keep following me around recently. <laughs> I watched Shut a movie up. about a plane crash last don't do that. I know. I, I don't fly in like years and then I'm about to fly to come see you and you just keep getting talking more and more about plane crashes. I know. It's a bummer. I'm so sorry. What do you believe? The what do you believe about the what legend do you believe? Is if, I have one more Flying Dutchman uh, thing for you, but what do you believe the Flying Dutchman is? So far, is? yeah. Hmm. Uh, hmm. The one I, I believe the one that was the poem that the dude killed the albatross and then they got uh, death and life playing <laughs> dice for him. <laughs> what if I went as that mariner next year for Halloween? I just like make a giant albatross and wear it around my neck. Nobody's going to get it. And then I can just show up as life and just take you away. (laughs) Death and life. Oh my God. Just, you're just, you're just come as yourself. You're just pale lady. Yeah. So when I, when I dressed up as Morticia for a Halloween for the second year in a row, um, I actually didn't even have to like get white makeup. I just used my normal foundation and didn't put any kind of blush or anything on. Yeah, and all the pictures, like, just white. <laughs> didn't even have to, like, do costume makeup or anything. I was like, that's... It would be depressing, but it's just kind of the way it is now because I don't well, go you, out in the sun. Yeah, you you won't get melanoma like me, and you'll have good skin forever. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. If I'm going to walk around looking like a ghost for the rest of my life, at the very least, I better not get skin cancer. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be a trade-off here. So one last little thing that I found about the Flying Dutchman has nothing to do with the legend, but I kept, like, I kept coming across it when I was researching this. The, when it popped up, the, it kept saying, quote, the Flying Dutchman broke the internet, unquote, which I had never, I, did, I had never heard of it. But apparently it was real popular this past year, 2023, on TikTok. 
Oh, well, so, that's why I missed it. Okay, keep going. Yeah. Uh, well, I was on TikTok a lot in 2023. Never saw anything about this. So In-N-Out has a secret menu. And for those of you who don't know what In-N-Out is, it's a fast food like burger chain. From the secret menu, you can order the Flying Dutchman. It is. <laughs> I'm afraid to know. It is two pieces of cheese sandwiched between two beef patties surrounded by grilled on- onions. Bone apple teeth. Y'all. <laughs> Bone apple teeth. <laughs> um, so that, <laughs> that's the Flying Dutchman. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I don't understand wild secret ride. menu item at all. Um, I will say that. I don't know. It, you know, it honestly kind of made the Pirates of the Caribbean version, outside of the whole, obviously, um, Davy Jones being some squid, squid beard. Yeah. It almost made it seem like the Flying Dutchman on one of yours where it was a ship and it had to come to port for seven years. Cause technically Davy Jones could never um, go on to land on the movies, but it almost made it seem like the person and the boat were both the flying Dutchman, even though they used a different name for him. Yeah. But I can see where that would go back and forth too, but it's interesting how, how myths have kind of merged and, and splintered and there's a lot of different versions and what people think and stuff. I mean, I don't know. That's, I mean, yeah, if if we had like three episodes to do it, we're not going to subject you to that. But there are like, there are so many different like stories surrounding the Flying Dutchman and like offshoots from like paintings. There's whole origins of behind like paintings of the Flying Dutchman. Op- there's several different operas, poems up into like today's media We're we're still depicting the Flying Dutchman and media. So it's like a legend that's never going to leave us. And we don't even know how it truly started. Well, and it's not clearly defined. And I think yeah. that's one reason why it's it can be used so much because it's got so much variation of what people can do with it. True, true that. But I will say the the secret menu item sounds like it would look almost like I would expect the Dutchman to look like. <laughs> Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, they they have like this. It's not it's not so secret. Like they were saying, oh, they've got this huge secret. Min-, and they do. They have a list of like different secret items. Like there was a Scooby snack or something. Like I didn't go into full detail, but it was just like, I don't even eat in and out. So, uh, you know, well, we don't have them. At least they, I don't think we have them here in Alabama. But I will say typically when there's a secret menu item. The kids are constantly nagging. Can we go to McDonald's and order this? Can we go to McDonald's and order that? Or can we go to Burger King? I think there was like a Spider-Man burger or something. I'm like, just stop. The answer is no. (laughs) It's just no. It's going to be no. Because you're probably not even going to like it. No. And all of them are going to want to have, all of them are going to want it. And none of them are going to want to share it with each other. And none of them are going to eat it. So that's $40 down the drain. If you're God. lucky, it might That's be closer so to 50 or 60 for fast still, food, fast food. I'm holding a grudge against all of them anyway, because one of them monsters got me sick and I know it. <laughs> I know it. I'm, oh. I, it's pretty unlikely that they didn't. So 
I know. At least one of them. <laughs> at least one of them, if not multiple. Um, welcome to my household now. <laughs> Ugh, yuck. I had not been sick in over a year. That's what happens when you don't have children. You don't have anybody to bring anything home. I know, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember what that was like. I was in bed the other day when I was sick, and I told Paul, I was like sniffling, like, you know, I remember when I was single, and I didn't have all you people in here bringing in stuff. <laughs> it's like, it was uh, great. <laughs> I wasn't sick for a really long time. Bunch of jerks. A little well, boost to your immune system. That's the Flying Dutchman. I only have one other pirate story that I want to tell you guys about in the future. If I even get to that one, it might be a short one. We don't know. Um, t- only time will tell. So we're almost done with pirates. You're welcome. Not sure if that's a positive or a negative, but hey, I'll uh, I'll I'll take it either way. Uh, good job, you. It was very informative and um, slightly confusing considering there were a lot of different versions, but... Very, very uh, interesting, to say yeah. the least, uh, especially about the fact that the albatross looks just like the birds from Nemo, which aren't seagulls. I, I truly don't think the albatross actually looks like those birds. I think, aren't seagulls? No, that's pelican. I'm thinking of pelicans. Um <laughs> Completely different of, bird. <laughs> uh, well, the albatross actually does look like seagulls. I was thinking of pelicans because they have that big beak where they do that weird throat beak well, thing. Yeah, they can catch the fish in their beak and then swallow it. Like because it goes down. They're so weird. And uh, Hank Green has like an obsession with pelicans. If you guys don't know who Hank Green is, he's like our generation's. Well, I, next generation's Bill Nye, I guess. Would be the equivalent. He's he's a sciencey dude, but he loves pelicans. <laughs> sciencey. Don't know why. Weird pelicans. Creepy birds. Out. Yeah, but it it is uh, seagulls. They have those okay. smaller beaks, right? Yeah, I, I I I'm pretty sure I know what you're talking about. I'm pretty sure I've seen them before. Yeah. So now you know what you're going to dress up for at the Renaissance Fair this year. Um, there you go. I'm going to be a pirate, but I'm going to have an albatross around my neck. Fake. So watch out, Renaissance Fair. Your girl's coming. <laughs> anyway, Nobody is ready. I think, I well, think thank we you hit very much. the high notes at the top. But you're welcome. I live to please. Truly. Obviously. Now drink your hot toddy um, and rest that voice for the rest of the day. I will. I will. Everybody enjoy your new year or whatever. Uh, this is probably the second episode in the year, and I forgot to do that on the last one, but better oh, late yeah. than never. Whoops. Happy New Year. Happy for the happy rest new of the year. year. Enjoy your hot toddy. And until <laughs> next time, we love you. We mean it. Okay, bye. The Reaper.